A man has been charged with breaking into a woman's home and stealing her sex toys. An elderly couple used military Morse code training to escape an assisted living facility. And trillions of cicadas are about to emerge after 17 years underground. These are the weird stories from Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. This means not only is it informative, but sometimes it produces a chuckle. A man has been charged with breaking into a lady's house and stealing all her sex toys. How many sex toys does she have? Uh, According to the media, Michael Holden, he's the man who stole the stuff. 37 years old. He's accused of breaking into the home of a 35-year-old woman who is unnamed. This occurred in Pennsylvania. According to the police, the woman fell asleep on her couch when Holden entered her house. (laughs) He stole a bunch of crap while she's sleeping on her couch. She's only 35 years old. How did she sleep through all of this? I mean, if you said she was 70 years old and she slept through a robbery, I'd be like, yeah, okay. She slept through a a robbery. She took a nap during the day like a 75-year-old person would do. Michael stole $700 in cash and some bank cards. And he stole, it says here, her sex dolls, priced at $160 sex dolls. I don't think I've heard a story of a woman having sex dolls. Are there male sex dolls? I mean, I'm not assuming she has a male sex doll. I mean, she could have had a lady sex doll. I'm just curious, are there male sex dolls? Let me look this up. Oh, indeed, there are male sex dolls. I'm on a website, realdoll.com. They have a male section, and it is, uh, it's frightening. I mean, these things are scary. Scary as hell. I don't know how you get aroused by any of these beings. I'll call them beings. (laughs) These entities. Sex entities. I've seen the female sex dolls. They're not much better. I mean, we have a long way to go in the sex doll and sex robot department. Right now, they look like scary things. They don't inspire, you know, lovemaking when I look at them. But then again, yeah. People are whatever. They're into whatever. Okay, so... There are males. She could have had male or female sex dolls. It does not indicate. Uh, Either way, this guy, Holden, didn't give a damn. He's like, I want a sex doll. I don't care what you have. I'm into it. Maybe he was over her house and he saw and he's like, oh, is that, who's that in the corner? Is that your boyfriend? (laughs) Or is that your girlfriend? Staring at me without blinking. How are you going to get down with a used sex doll, by the way? That's, I'm kind of curious about that. (laughs) I'm a little... Sanitize, baby, sanitize. During a pandemic, you're going to get with a used sex doll? I find this to be very, very alarming and dangerous of an activity. Okay, how did all this go down? Apparently, the neighbor saw this. (laughs) Imagine seeing someone run out of someone's house with a sex doll under their arm. Or two. (laughs) They just run down the street sprinting with sex dolls. Okay, so the neighbor ended up picking out Holden in a police lineup. Uh, Holden turns out is a friend of the woman that he robbed. Oh, I guessed right. He was over her house. He saw, oh, (laughs) Kathy, who's your friend over there? Okay, so it says here, when the woman confronted Holden with her partner, he confessed to being inside her home and seeing the money on the floor. I don't know what that's all about. What What does she have cash all over the floor for? Her house is just filled with cash and sex dolls? That seems like a strange woman. I think we need more information about what she's up to. A neighbor recorded surveillance video as well. It captures Holden wearing glasses and a Pittsburgh Pirates cap 
entering the victim's house, then leaving with the sex dolls. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's charged with breaking, criminal trespass, and robbery. No kidnapping, though. I mean, it's a sex doll. Isn't that some form of kidnapping? The woman said it was her partner. So, I mean, this is on some level, this is kind of like kidnapping, right? This is not the first time a robbery has targeted sex toys, by the way. They want you to know that the Melbourne police have issued an appeal to locate two robbers suspected of breaking into a sex shop and stealing about $15,000 worth of goods. They stole $10,000 worth of vibrators. That's a lot of vibrators, by the way. And a $5,000 life-size sex doll called Kitty. Kitty stands 168 centimeters, is available in various heights, bust sizes, waist sizes, hip and weight sizes. She can also adjust her eye color, hair color, skin tone, and her nail polish. Adult sex store robberies, according to the media, are frequent these days as demand for sex dolls like Kitty has skyrocketed during this pandemic. Yes, in fact, I did a story about how sex dolls and sex robots sales have skyrocketed during the pandemic because people are lonely. They're buying puppies and they're buying sex dolls named Kitty. An elderly couple used military Morse code training to escape an assisted living facility. Good for them getting out and going for a stroll. It's starting to get nice. It's spring. It says here they listened and they listened until the beep 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 boop boop beep 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 finally made sense to them. And then it was time to escape the elderly home. Yay! A husband and wife briefly escaped from a secure memory unit at an assisted living facility in Lebanon, Tennessee, by using military experience with Morse code in order to decipher and memorize the code to an electronic security door lock, according to the Tennessee Department of Health. The couple have dementia and Alzheimer's disease, and their names have not been released. <laughs> they have dementia and Alzheimer's and yet could decipher Morse code from World War II. How? <laughs> this makes no sense. Oh, the brain is so strange. Like, they can't remember their grandkids' names, but they remember Morse code from the Vietnam War. It says here they went missing from Elmcroft Assisted Living in only for a half an hour. Oh, <laughs> A stranger found them walking down the road two blocks from the facility. All that work and all they got was two blocks. <laughs> they found them sitting on a curb eating Twizzlers outside of 7-Eleven. Oh, man. I love this story, though. Um uh, it reminds me of, uh, you ever seen that movie, The 100-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared? Super amazing, feel-good movie about a guy who escaped his assisted living home on the day of his 100th birthday, and then he went on this great adventure. It's such a wonderful movie. A lot of laughs. It's very heartfelt. I just, I can't recommend this movie more. Uh, it says here, once back at the Elmcroft assisted living home, the staff, of course, were curious about how, how did the couple escape from this facility's memory unit, which is secured by a, a locked door with an electronic keypad. Well, when asked, the old man said that he previously worked with Morse code in the military, and he was able to use this experience to learn the door code by listening as staff punched numbers into the keypad. This is brilliant, by the way. Brilliant. Well, you got nothing else to do all day. <laughs> Figure out a way out. Don't they take them out, though? It says, as a result of the escape, Elmcroft was fined $2,000 by the state. The assisted living facility told state regulators it will try their best to prevent similar incidents by checking on residents more frequently and scheduling the man who escaped for a walking time outside the facility with a staff member present. Did you never take out the guy for a walk? <laughs> that didn't come out right. Did you never take the guy out for a walk? What about his partner? 
You just kept him inside all day? This is no way to live. Got to get him outside. Got to get him moving around in the sunshine. Come on now. Take him to a Chili's and get him margaritas or a blue Hawaiian. Something good. Get him happy. I mean, this is just no way to live in one of these assisted living homes. I, I don't know. I, if, if someone ever puts me there, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm going to figure out a way to get outside and jump into a volcano and end it because I can't, I can't do that. I just can't. And I don't know how I could, if I could put somebody in one of those homes as well. I just don't know if I could do that. It just seems very cruel. Now, I know these people are a special case because they have um, Alzheimer's and dementia, but really, do they? I think the fact that they were able to put their heads together and figure out Morse code that was, you know, information that was bouncing around in their skull for the last 70 years and actually put it to use, I think this is a sign that they're doing all right. I mean, do they really have the kind of brain, you know, debilitation that you thought? It sounds like they're pretty crafty to me. Maybe take them out. Play some Scrabble in the sunshine. Give them a margarita. Trillions of cicadas are about to emerge after 17 years underground. Ooh, guys, it's a science story. The sound of science. Here we go. Films about invading insects have been scaring moviegoers for decades, but now a real-life insect invasion of what are called periodical cicadas will put Hollywood to shame by its sheer size and scope. Over the next few weeks along the East Coast and the Midwest of the U.S., these cicadas will emerge from underground. They will shed their skins and partake in a month-long mating ritual, making quite a scene, climbing trees, singing mating songs as loud as 100 decibels, the same intensity as a jackhammer, in case you're wondering how loud that is. Here's a quote from a doctor, an entomologist. It's a pretty big event. I mean, we're talking about trillions of cicadas that are going to be emerging. They're going to be singing, calling. They're going to be finding mates in your backyard. It's going to be quite a sight for you to see. There are over a dozen known broods of cicadas in the United States, categorized by when they emerge together from the ground. Brood X is considered one of the largest and makes its appearance like clockwork every 17 years on the dot. I think it's not that the cicadas know anything per se. I think part of it is just very hardwired. So there's a series of biochemical cascades, you know, hormones that rise and fall that set off a trigger. And if you have a certain hormone level and the temperature of the soil is about 64 degrees, well, it's time for those cicadas to go. Once the cicadas do emerge, time is not on their side. They're on a short clock. Three to four weeks is what they have to find a mate and lay their eggs before they die. If you spend your entire juvenile stage that's 17 years underground and then you got three or four weeks to do all that, well, that's pretty intense. What's very exciting for cicadas may be frightening for some of the humans, but don't worry. They don't bite. They don't sting. They're pretty scary looking, but they're harmless. They actually pose no harm to humans. I'm here to tell you, they don't really even pose that much harm to your garden either. Their goal really is to find each other, to mate with another cicada, and then to make the next generations of cicadas possible. Now, even though they don't pose a threat to us, humans do pose a threat to the cicadas. Urban sprawl and overdevelopment have destroyed whole cicada populations. And because of the warming climate overall, 
Periodical cicadas are emerging anywhere from a week to a month earlier than they did just decades ago. The doctor here says it might even shorten the amount of years they even stay underground altogether. But on a more positive note, the cicadas will become a feast for many of nature's other creatures, even some brave humans. They're actually, for all of us, they're a great source of protein, you know. I'm excited myself to eat some cicadas. I think this is a beautiful bounty. A cornucopia, a food source for us all. I didn't know you could eat cicadas, but I mean, I guess you can. You can eat any insect uh, when you break it down. Have you guys ever tried cicada? How do you prepare it? Is it cicada kebabs? What is that? that just rolls off the tongue. Hey, how about cicada kebabs? How about that? What about a cicada smoothie? Mmm, I'd imagine they probably taste like crickets. I've tried crickets before. Not bad. You put some spice on them. It's okay. It's okay. Some grilled crickets with paprika. Onga shaka, onga, onga, onga shaka, onga, onga. I can't fight this weird news deep inside of me. Hi, I hope you had a nice weekend. This is your host, Jonesy. Thanks for sending me Florida Friday articles, those of you who did, and uh, for reaching out to me over the weekend. I got a nice review on Amazon. I'm going to read it right away. First thing, Ben Siskine left me five stars, and uh, he wrote, It's like having a funny assistant read you Reddit. I love this show. Love this podcast. I have it last on my morning news feed, and it's a great change of pace after all the bad normal news. Big thanks to the nerd in the closet. Oh, he called me a nerd in the closet. Thank you, Ben. Ben Siskine, shout out to you, the nerd in the closet. <laughs> I'm more of an athlete than a nerd, but okay, 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 Ben. Um, and yes, of course, I do record in a closet. A lot of people have asked me why, and the reason is it it's a good sound. It, it's it's kind of quiet in here. It's actually the quietest place in my apartment, so uh, why not record in a closet? And my, my closet's pretty good size. Has, has anyone seen the photo? I posted it in the Patreon Maybe I'll post another one for you guys to see on just social media or something so you can see the you could see my palatial studio that's uh, four foot by three foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see my cheap clothes. Uh, <laughs> I'm surrounded by. <laughs> um, it actually doesn't smell too bad either. I got to say, I mean, I've been in many a sound booth in my life because I was a voiceover artist back in New York City for like nine years. And uh, of all the sound booths I've been in, this one smells pretty amazing. I got to say, big shout out to Ben. You guys can leave me a message, a message, a review on Amazon anytime. Uh, it's always open for business and it's always appreciative. Uh, you can also leave me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as well, which would be very helpful. So please consider that. I got a, a nice comment that someone made on, my, on the YouTube channel. Yes, there's a Weird AF News YouTube channel. I upload the entire episodes there, just the audio. But they're on there. I'm trying to be everywhere. You guys know that. And uh, this one is from... Nice comment from Lolu Brick. Hello, Jonesy. I love your podcast just as much as I love typing in all capital letters. Yes, yes. This is in all caps, uh, which means I should probably read it as though it's being screamed at me. But no, let's not do that. Uh, Back to the review or the comment, rather. Some frown on typing in all capital letters, but I say they can go eat a moldy pickle. Typing in all capital letters is the American dream. I say you are a communist if you discourage other people from enthusiastically typing in all capital letters. Also, I am trying to find how to give this podcast a review. However, I can't quite find an easy way to do that. Is there a link you could give me to review the podcast on Amazon to combat that bad review mentioned in this episode? <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh, Lola Brick is, was obviously responding to the, the terrible review that I got, that I read. I read them all, whether they're bad or good. 
well, Lola Brick, you can just go to Amazon and you can, t- you can do a search for Anchor Weird News um, or just Weird AF News Podcast, and I think it'll come up. Uh, and of course, there, you can, maybe I should put a link somewhere to that. I thought I did. Maybe there's a link somewhere. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But during, just doing a search should be okay. Why don't I, I'll post a link somewhere on the Twitter or my Facebook page, and you guys can get on there and do that. How about that? I'll post a link in the Facebook for myself and the Facebook for Weird AF News, and I'll tweet it as well. That way you guys can find it. And then, uh, then there'll be no questions. But thank you, anyways, for that comment, and uh, thanks for the review as well. If uh, What else, what else, what else? I'm winding down. I'm, I'm winding down. I'm not as caffeinated as I was at the beginning of this show. Need a re-up! Uh, I put some stuff in the Patreon this morning. That's pretty good. I put like three or four things in there, including a picture of my birthday cake. It's a Florida-themed birthday cake. I hope you guys enjoy that. Check that out. You can join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. That's a great way to do it. And uh, lastly, thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your loyal listenership and your support overall. Uh, I really do. And we'll see you tomorrow.